Archie. A Riverdale recap podcast. And we are talking about Chapter 15, Nighthawks. Yes. Written by Michael Grassi and directed by Allison Anders. Yeah. Episode 2 of Season 2. Allison Anders, tell us about Archie Andrews. Yeah. You think that got confusing? Maybe. I bet it didn't. Probably not. Oh, so many things happened. So many things happened. One of these days we'll just talk about the things and not tell you that there's a large <sighs> number of things. This is not that day. Well, there could be an episode where it's like not a lot of things happen. Uh, whatever. So, uh... He- in this episode, Jughead waits in line. I'm trying to continue <laughs> on. So we open on Pop Tate's Diner, his chocolate shop. The chocolate shoppy. And, and it is covered in graffiti. Yes. It says, Death Diner. And we find out it is the last casualty, or the latest casualty, in the demise that is Riverdale. Yeah, everybody loves this town that super sucks all the time. Yes. Uh, People run very hot and cold on the fate of their town in this show. Nobody can sort of... Nobody's middle of the road. No, no one is. Well, we, we start with the teens coming yes. into Pops. Yes. And Pop Tate de- decrying yes. the fate that is about to befall him. And just hearing someone say out loud, did you see what they wrote on my chocolate shop? Yes. Yes. That's what they it, It's a wonderful bit of whimsy. <laughs> He's so sad. He's such a He's, sad man. He loves his chocolate shop. Uh, so then we, we go to the Andrews household mm-hmm. where... We see Vegas, mm-hmm. so that's always good. As Archie is trying to, to pull a Cheryl Blossom and burn the house down. Yes, by cooking breakfast. Y- yeah, that's what you call that. Sure, fine. I, I guess Mama Andrews has left. <laughs> I guess she's like, oh, Fred, you're good enough. I'm going to leave. Like a thief in and, the night, she's back to Chicago. Archie's on breakfast duty. Uh, and then he, he quickly slips away because he gets a phone call that he thinks is from Sheriff Keller, but it's actually from one of the deputies. Because yeah. apparently he's been harassing Sheriff Keller, trying to, like, reach him and leaving him a whole bunch of voicemails, and Keller's just ignoring him. But really, how fucked up is a town when teens have, like, the sheriff's office number in their contacts? That's pretty messed up. That is a bad sign. Then Veronica, we're at the lodges, and Veronica's getting ready to leave, and Smithers comes by and is all like, Don't go that way, go out the side door. And because daddy's home. Yes. Coming in the main door from his morning jog. Yeah. And he's ripped. Yep. She's got a muscle daddy. What? No, no. A muscle no. daddy is a very different thing. Yeah, I don't know if he, you want to say that. He might be one of those, though. <sighs> but he 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 lectures her about how they haven't had meals together and they need to eat a meal together. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, no, that ain't going to happen, bitch. Instead of just saying no, let me spend five minutes talking about New Yorker cartoons to say no. Yes. Because I'm Veronica Lodge. So then uh, at school, in one of the picnic tables outside. They do go to school in this show about teens. They do go to school. Teens. I'm a little confused on where Jughead goes to school right now. <laughs> he's supposed to be going to like Southside High, but he's like always around. I'm very confused. He's uh, worried his credits won't transfer. Yeah. Yeah. More information comes out about Puffs, about how he... he 
all his staff has quit. I didn't know anyone else worked there. <laughs> I thought it was just a one-man show, but apparently there were other people. Uh, <laughs> he's not lo- how, sure how long he can stay afloat. Well, he just noticed that Hermione stopped coming into work. <laughs> like, months ago. Betty has a bun in her hair. She is not wearing a ponytail. Mm-hmm. She is wearing a bun. Well, she has to match the one in her sister's oven. Yeah, where? <laughs> what? where's... She was supposed to give birth to a baby this episode. What the hell? <laughs> Next episode. Betty is really gung-ho. We can do this. We can save it. Like, hey, Jughead, you you were going to save the drive-in. And they're, he's just like, I can't. They're going to win the big karaoke competition to save the rec center. Yeah. Betty and Veronica decide to take this on. Mm-hmm. That they will save Pops. Uh, Have another and, B&V team up. Yes. And that Jughead should make a video game about them and their team up. That's what he says. That's what he says. That somebody should. That someone should. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I want to deliver the straight, truest, most accurate facts about this show where a literal <laughs> vampire and her zombie lover brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jacket has to go because he has to go meet the uh, shitty court-appointed lawyer that his dad got. And Archie's like, I'm going to go, too, because I need to go harass Sheriff Keller more. <laughs> and I need to give him some flyers face, I huh? made where I, Yo, like, what? drew the hood, hooded man. <laughs> like, this perp is a lost puppy that's not shipped. Like, he's probably got his own home phone number, like, along the side, cut into fringe to tear off. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to, like, I mean, who drew that picture? Did he draw it? Into his own yeah. version of it. They're really raising the stakes in season two, where he's torn between football music and art. And art. Yeah. Yeah. Jughead is with FP and the lawyer, who's all like, here's the deal. It's a strong deal. And, and uh, they're, they're pleading down to 20 years from, from 40 years, 40 years. If, if he tries to, to go to court. Jughead has some crazy eyebrow action going Intense when he's just eyebrows. like. How many <sighs> damn years? Eyebrows. <laughs> His nose starts bleeding and, and a car <laughs> levitates out the window. Yes. Meanwhile, Archie, uh, he, he does harass uh, Sheriff Keller and mm-hmm. tries to be like, here, take these flyers and like, let let me go with the cops and look for yeah. him. Ride-alongs aren't real, Archie. You're freaking 16 years old. They're not going to let you do that. They aren't calling up a posse. Not how it goes. <laughs> it's like, I can help. Back at the Andrews household, mm-hmm. uh, Archie. We find out it is 20 damn years. Yes. Well, this is after uh, Archie tries to bash Jughead's head in with a baseball bat when he comes in the back door. He's on edge. He's yeah. a little jumpy, that Andrews boy. Jug- Jughead breaks down a little. A little bit. A little bit. They, they have a moment about being scared. Both of them are They're scared. scared for their dads. Yeah. Dad feelings. Powerful dad feelings. Yeah. Yes. Where's Betty's dad? (laughs) She's so left out of the dad feelings. Yeah, where has he been? He, like, moved back in at the end of last season. Come on, Hal. Where's he been? Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, so, Betty, uh, calls Jughead and is all like, I got a plan, meet me at the mayor's office, but then she realizes, like, creepily staring through her bedroom window into Archie's bedroom window that he's not sleeping in his bed. He hasn't been sleeping in his bed since the shooting. Yeah, so she calls Veronica to deal with it. I love it so much. Who goes and is all like, hey, Betty knows you're not sleeping in your bed. Because family takes care of each other. They're looking out for each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. family. Yeah. And she knows how to like family. You know, divide and conquer. <laughs> so they have a nice walk through a very green leaf tree mm-hmm. filled street. And I'm like, wasn't it just winter? <laughs> Sweetwater River was frozen solid what, four days ago. And now there's green leaves everywhere. And this <laughs> is supposed to be a couple weeks later. They're they're saving their uh their fake snow budget for the Christmas special. I'm really confused. <laughs> what season is it? Because this this should be like November, right? Well, when they said the town turned upside down, <laughs> they meant it in so many ways meteorologically. I mean, we get heat waves here too. Like mm-hmm. it's been gorgeous outside. But the leaves are still falling from the trees. Darling, you know what I think? What? I think it's gorgeous inside. I love you, dear. Archie does tell Veronica that he's been watching the doors. He hasn't been mm-hmm. sleeping. Uh, and she suggests that he sees, like, a therapist or maybe the school counselor. It could help. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. This, this is another example of something I love about the show is that it's it would be so easy to manufacture drama by Archie being like, it's nothing. I'm fine. Like, no, I I haven't slept because I'm watching the doors because I made a promise to my dad. Yeah. And she's like, I've seen a therapist before. It was helpful. Yeah. Maybe it'd be helpful for you. This show is not a perfect example of how to behave, but it's so much better than it could be. It, it gets some things right. Uh, so Betty and Jughead go to the mayor's office uh, and they're like, come on, I gotta help Pop. Make it like a landmark or let's have like a rally for Pops, like mm-hmm. town celebration. And the mayor's all like, no, someone else is just gonna get shot there. That place is terrible. I'm a mother. It should close down. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You are the worst mayor <laughs> ever. Worst. I hope you never get reelected. The preservation of Pops and it symbolizing what Riverdale thinks of itself mm-hmm. should be like her number one priority. Yeah, and nope. And so she like shoots it down, and then Jughead decides to uh Hey lady. You you could pull some strings and get him like a better lawyer. And she's all like, fuck that, your dad's a jerk. If you will not save my burger dad, save my real dad. And so then she turns him down. It's like, this will be the moment you turned your back on Pops and my dad. (laughs) Storms off. Yes. So then we meet Midge. Midge exists. Midge exists. The the last piece of the the puzzle for like regular uh, uh, recurring yeah archie comics characters and midge goes up to new reggie we finally get the new reggie i'm after who's a completely different kind of sleazeball completely different he's not broy he's just an asshole it's very interesting that they have switched his character yeah they didn't try to copy no what the other guy did they've made it different we, we have this on record. You can go and, and listen to old episodes and quote me. I loved original Reggie and how he was just an unthinking meathead and showing how that guy is awful. Mm-hmm. But no, this Reggie is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Midge goes up to him. He's apparently Reggie's a drug dealer. Yeah. And she's like, she's hey, a jinglehead. hey, what do you know about uh, some, some, some jingle jangle? 
Midge is a jingle head. So Reg is gonna uh, hook her up with some jingle jangle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie also sees Archie go into like the counselor's office and and is all like, yeah, he, stops him basically. He just grease slithers over there. Yeah. So then on an intercept course, Archie starts talking to to Reggie about like, hey, you got some drugs that can keep me awake, and he's like, why do you want to be awake? I think there's a murderer after everyone I know and love. Well, I got lots of stuff. Names all these drugs, including the Jingle Jangle, which will which keep him up for days. And is a, a marital aid, one might say. And so he's like, I got you covered and slaps his butt. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm down with the Melton boy. Yeah. Uh, so then... Uh, Betty and Veronica and Kevin are making plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty's talking about all the memories she has at Pops and why it's so important to her. And like, you know, milkshakes with Polly and going there with Archie and where I met you, Veronica, and, you know, all this stuff. And and Jughead. It's, <sighs> it's, she wants to save it for him because he doesn't have many things left in his life. Betty is so pure and we do not deserve her. <laughs> and then Hiram shows up. Out of nowhere at the school. That's cool. And she's, well, Daddy, what are you doing here? And they're all like, your dad's in town? No one's told us this. Shouldn't he be wearing an ankle bracelet or something? I'm not right. sure he's allowed in school. So they go have a little conversation at a picnic table. And it's all like, I want you to meet me halfway. Let's make up. And she's like, I can't do that. <laughs> I want things to be the way they were, but they can't. Jughead goes to Serpent Dude. I don't know his name. <laughs> like, at one point I thought they maybe said what his name was. Like, he said his name, but I didn't, like, it wasn't clear enough that I could tell if, like, Jug had actually said his name or just he, said something else. He looks like the halfway point between Harry and the Hendersons. Like, he looks so much like Mustang, who is dead, <laughs> that I just want to call him, like, Mustang 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he goes and meets them and is like, Jughead's like, okay, so what if we, like, bust my dad out of jail before he he gets transferred to state like we can do that he can sail up the Sweetwater River to Canada it'll be great all the bikers in formation surrounding the on the, canoes. the prisoner transport <laughs> oh you're talking about I'm talking about once they get on the river oh, they okay. just canoe up they go bird watching on the way to Canada it's lovely Mustang too is all like you watch too many movies like no we can't do that no, you don't you don't Bust him out of jail. You just get a better lawyer. Yes. I know a lady. Uh, a snake handler. Ooh. Yeah. Because we need these metaphors and we need them thick. Uh, so, so then we were at a, a vixen's practice. They, The cheerleading squad still exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl has reclaimed them. Yes. Josie has joined. Yeah. And Betty asked them about, like, oh, can the vixens, like, help us save Pops? And and Cheryl's all like, I didn't come back from the icy death of Sweetwater River to And the flames of Thornhill. To sling milkshakes. Double cherry on top no. We 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 just skipped over one of my favorite Josie oh. lines. Oh. That she's excited to be a team player as long as she's in the front. Oh yes. Yes. That's my Josie. Yeah. 
So then uh, we are in one of the the classes where Mr. Weatherby, who still exists, mm-hmm. uh, announces to everyone that Miss Grundy was murdered. Everyone in this one class. In this one class. I guess he's going classroom to classroom. Doesn't <laughs> he know how texting works? Like, everyone's going to know before he gets to last class. He has a PA system. They could have. He's a, used it. Shouldn't they have, like, a student assembly for this? <laughs> I don't know. He's got to get his steps in, you know, his, his Fitbit is, is yelling at him every night. Yeah. yeah. So Archie ends up, like, freaking out a bit and running out of class. And back at home, uh, he's just, like, giving his dad his murder theory about how everyone's out to get the people he loves. Only a teenager would be self-centered enough to come up with this theory. Other people are being murdered and it's about me. <laughs> And there's no indication at all, because he didn't watch last week's episode, that this is related. No, Except they don't know anything. Like, right. they literally, all he knows is she was murdered. He does not know why. Or how. Or, or how. Or certainly not by whom. Fred's like, we don't know anything about what happened to her. Chill. <laughs> so yeah, Fred and I on a, on a wavelength. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Jughead goes to a tattoo shop, which is a front... For Penny Peabody's law practice. Yes, who is a lady serpent who was put through law school by the serpent. She's a rock and roll lawyer. And she says that the deal that FP was offered is garbage. And that if Jughead can get the Blossom family to testify that they forgive FP, it will lessen the sentence probably to where, like, you know, time served mm-hmm. uh, and such. Jughead's like, okay, like, do I pay you? And she's like, no, no, no. I did you a favor. Uh, One day you'll do me a favor. And I'm like, Jughead, just pay the woman. (laughs) Be for like $500 and get your ass out of there. But no. Of course not. Of course not. So Archie and Betty go to Alice Cooper Mm -hmm. with the murder theory. They want her to go get the, the details of Grundy's death. And she agrees. Yeah, of course. She loves to snoop. Uh, and and then she tells Betty that she is uh, spreading herself thin as the saint of lost causes. So we find out that Pop's Chocolate Shop mm-hmm. has an anonymous buyer Ooh. that he's selling to. And Veronica is pissed because anonymous buyer must mean her father. Who else would have the money to buy a place and not want people to know he's buying a place? Yeah. She goes and she, like, busts in on dinner and is all like, what the fuck, family? <laughs> and apparently he's not buying it, he says. Uh, but then he wants her to, like, sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about Fred Andrews and how you wanted him to sell. And then he was shot. Ooh. And he's all like, yeah, that sucked. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do it. I mean, mm. Sorry. And I was like, I defended you, and and mom, this is why I can't defend him anymore. Look at this letter. She produces that, the threat letter, which she keeps letter. in her purse yes. for all these weeks, just in case. Just in case. And she's like, mom, look at he threatened you. And mom's like, no. I I've, threatened me. I wrote it because I needed you. We were protecting our family. And Hiram basically says, it's okay, honey. Your mom manipulated you all by herself. So you can like me again. Yeah, it wasn't me. (laughs) This family. Yeah. Uh, So Betty and Jughead go to Cheryl, who is now living in Thistle House, which is the most creepy ass, overgrown, 
like greenhouse cottage. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier though to to burn down your mansion when you have a second mansion lying around. But like everything's overgrown in that place. It looks like they're going to be attacked by man-eating plants. Well, the guy sure looks like plant food to me. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So, the guy. You going to get it? I don't know. I'm just quoting lines from Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, I thought that's what you were going for, but then I, I got confused that there was an actual guy you were referencing in the show. I have so, okay. so many strong reservations. Well, so they, they sit down to at the table and they explain, like this mercy plea and how it would help things and Cheryl and her mom just go off about how they want the worst Hell thing. No. They want the worst thing possible for FP. He needs to be electrocuted. It's he nice needs to, to suffer. know that Mother Blossom is at home now. Yes, she has less bandages on her face now, <laughs> but still bandages. In a turban. Yes. Yeah, a very nice turban. Uh, so they end up leaving. Betty's like, what do we do now? Took it's like, uh, bribery, extortion. I I would do these things, but basically a widower and an orphan. Jughead does not know what the word orphan means. She's still got a parent, barely, but still. Uh, so Alice Cooper goes and sees his creepy ass more yes, guy. Her ghoulish friend. Her ghoulish friend. He is very ghoulish. Uh, and yes, it is the same medical examiner it from is. season one. I love it this is. guy. Yeah. I think. This guy teaches acting, and one of our listeners took a class from him. Really? I think I remember this from back when we were recording way back when. Interesting. Archie's back at home, and through the window, he sees a hooded person. <gasps> and he runs out and tackles them. And, and kicks him ass. And it's Reggie. Who deserves it. Because he was pulling a prank of wearing a hood to deliver Archie his drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Why and would you do that? Reggie's all like, dude. If it was the real hood guy, you're just going to tackle him? Like, you don't bring a baseball bat to a gunfight, you idiot. (laughs) Archie's like, yeah, I would just tackle him. He's very proud of his tackling abilities. As a quarterback? What the fuck? Archie, you don't tackle. You're on the offense. So Alice comes to the Andrews home and fills them in on the the Grundy situation. Mm-hmm. And there was no forced entry. She probably knew him. She was strangled with the cello bow, crime of passion. It's mm-hmm. very slim that there's a I mean, connection here. Have you ever seen Yo-Yo Ma play? It gets very passionate. Very passionate. Almost criminal. Almost. So, so, so Jughead and Betty are at Pops, and they're asking about, like, why, why did he sell and who he sold to? And he sold to Chug, or he's selling to Chugmore, which is a liquor store. Chugmo. Chugmo. <laughs> it also sounds like the bad guy in a Mario game. Jump on the Chugmos. And Jughead asked Pops to make him, his dad his, his favorite Pops meal before he gets shipped off. Downriver. Yeah. To the big house. And and Pops knows exactly what it is. Fried chicken, onion rings, and orange freeze, and... I think cornbread corn, and something Yes, else. cornbread. Pops goes on about how, like, you know, this is his life, and he loves it, and he thought he'd be doing this until he dies. And, but he's like, don't you give up! I will fix this! Don't don't you sign a contract! Don't you give up! And rushes off. Well, I was about to say I will be doing it until I die, because as soon as I uh, sign those papers... Well, let's just say I'm visiting the Blossom shit. 
Uh, so Cheryl is in the girls' locker room in mm-hmm. her bra. Now, is season two <laughs> sponsored by like one of those mail order lingerie apps instead of Cover Girl? Is it adore me now? I think it's been baseball bats. <laughs> um, Brought to you by Louisville Slugger. Betty comes in and and she's all like, "You you say you want closure? Well, I want you to help Jughead. And if you don't help him, I'm going to release the video of your dad killing Jason. And how are you going to like that? Because that's not a way to get closure." And and Cheryl's all like, "Are you threatening me?" No, oh, this is just fun girl talk. Fun girl talk. Fun, fun times. And I also let's need, talk about boys, yeah. boys that shoot their sons. Yeah, and girl I also, talk. Also need the uh, fixins for retro night. So do all these things, and then Cheryl calls her a stone cold bitch. I think you know this week of all weeks, we need women to be standing together as a unit and not like, come on, some sisterhood, please. Well, they did film this forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do much about it right now. I guess. So Jughead goes up to Veronica and it's all like, I don't have red hair or broad shoulders or abs or a ponytail, but do you want to talk? I would love it if he had all those things. <laughs> Bright red hair in a ponytail. And abs. The hair would probably not have the abs, but yeah. I can dream. And then his his beanie would have to have like a little hole for the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Betty's wearing a bun now, because she's crocheting her own beanie. <gasps> Cute! <laughs> it's knit, it's not crocheted. Well, hers will be crocheted. Well, it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> so Veronica starts talking to him, uh, which is, I feel like is like their first, like one of their their first like moments. They, of being, they like, never friends. really get one on one. They get very like Veronica had a little bit. Back before when Cheryl was acting weird. Like the two of them were tried to and then things happened. But this is, yeah, kind of their first thing. It's about dad feelings. Yes, dad feelings and and your thoughts about your dad change. Like what if what if doesn't change and he's like, you have a dad. Archie's dad almost died. Mine's going away for 20 years. Like try to hug your dad. (laughs) (laughs) While you still can. Yeah. Archie goes to Sheriff Keller. Yes. And tells him that he thinks it's the same person. You know, Miss Grundy had a gun. She had an abusive ex-husband. And, uh... Maybe this guy. This guy's coming. And Keller's like, how do you know this shit? We were close. I gave her a cello bow before she left. I mean, he does say, I think maybe her husband found out about us. And that's pretty darn close to admitting I had an affair with an older woman. Yeah. That's as close as I think he can get. Yeah. Uh, but they already interviewed the ex and he has an alibi. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's a good theory. All y'all on Twitter, it was a good theory, but it's not It's, it's not, not the case. It's not. Back at Pops, uh, they are getting ready for retro night. There's lots of cleaning going on. Mm-hmm. Bunch of people around. Uh, Short shorts, t-shirts. Yeah. It's, it's like Canadian hooters. They're like gearing up. They're also waiting for for information from Betty about what's going on at the courthouse. And so yeah. we go to the courthouse, and Cheryl is saying that her, on behalf of her family, they forgive FP. Cheryl in a dress and a half. Yes. And they ask for leniency, and they want closure, and the judge is like... Yeah, okay, whatever. N- no. Like, <laughs> there's nothing... 
you know, he did all these things and blah. I mean, it, it's nice that you're, you found it within your heart, but that's not really an extenuating circumstance. And then there's this bullet of an eyebrow from Betty that I love. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's like, my father threatened him. I heard it on the telephone. He said he would hurt Jughead. And, uh, and that's all. And I'm like, wait, wait, we all, we all know this. How do they not know this? How is this not a part of the trial? Yeah, that was part of, like, FP's own testimony after, like, oh, who? Well, now that he's not going to kill my son, yeah, I can tell you that he said he was going to kill my son. I'm, like, really, I'm confused. I'm so confused how this was not known. And so then the judge is like, oh, well, since there's this new information, we should uh, investigate this before take we- a recess. Tap, tap. Like, what? <laughs> but- Jughead gives his dad this big hug, big hug, and there's, like, tears. And FP's wearing a tie. He has a very mismatched tie, but he's wearing a tie. He couldn't exactly go back to his closet. But Jughead brought him the tie. Jughead does not know fashion. Have you seen the boy? So then at the, the diner, everyone is decked out mm-hmm. in the best outfits. Oh, yes. Lots of uh, Jughead has a bow tie. He's a little little milkshake slinger. He, he's a little soda jerk. Soda jerk. It's with great. Extra jerk. So Alice shows up. She's the first one there, and she's all like, "I'm gonna write about this place's demise during its demise," because she's but a bitch. It seems like the best way to get your primary sources. Just be there while it happens. Yes. That's that's solid reporting. So uh, then the pussy cat. Well. Josie and the pussy cat, which they do mention that like yeah. Valerie's like she had a sick virus something. Like, is it Valerie coming back? Is it going to be a different Valerie? What What the hell is happening? <laughs> but Josie's there, and she's mad because Betty like broadcasts across social media that they are performing a free concert, and she's like, "What the hell? No, we're not. My mother will kill me." Well, there's only the two of us, and of course Cheryl's like, "I'll do it." <laughs> Hi, I'm a pussy cat now. <laughs> So, Love you. Mean it. Mwah. So they do a very odd rendition on the roof of Pops of My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard Town. The song is just called Milkshake. Whatever. <laughs> but the, the yard is literally filled with boys. Yeah. The prophecy the, the is complete. The boys have come. The boys have come. They're back in town. That's the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Archie shows up and he's having like post-traumatic stress flashbacks to yeah. his father dying someone pops. killed with a cello bow he hears music and then starts to like relive the moment someone just got put into something because someone else said they already agreed to it this is just the west wing episode noel yeah. that's what this is yeah seeing blood with a roller <laughs> skater going through it like but he goes Which is really gonna gum up your wheels yeah. it's bad so he does go in, though, uh, and then the Lodgers show up to to support, mm-hmm. you know, things. And, and Veronica, well, like... We, we know that Hermione has a soft spot for the burgers. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica's like, well, maybe we can have, like, a new beginning. We can try. Mm-hmm. And Hiram's all like, well, maybe we can make a charitable contribution. <laughs> uh, then some, what? Then some serpents show up. They just want milkshakes. Like, people Apparently. give them a terrible stare, and they're just there like, for milkshakes. I'll have eggs, I guess. Like, Reggie. Re- uh, Reggie's slinging that jingle jangle in the to, parking to lot. To Midge and Moose. Moose and Midge. Uh, Alice 
snaps some like sneaky pictures. Mm-hmm. Pops gives a big thank you to Betty. Yeah. Uh, he's going to stay open as long as people keep coming. He thanks the Lodge family for their contribution to have a nice cushion. For the next time someone takes a bullet in the gut. Yes. Yeah. But the, then we go to the Lodges and, and Hermione's all like, I didn't know we were into charity now. And Hiram's like, we're not. Yeah. Five minutes ago, we bought this place. I'm so glad that Hiram knows that a restaurant theme night is not a charity. No one else in town seems to realize this. This is a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. No matter how many flyers they put up. Tate can, Pop Tate can stay on yes. as manager. Yes. It is still Pops, but that's not where the buck stops. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. And he thanks Hermione for taking the bullet yeah. on that letter. For him. Because it was his, it was his threat him. letter. He is that bad. Betty and Veronica and Archie and Jack Hedder enjoy milkshakes and coffee. And they're all like, wow. this is like a real win for the good guys. And But it doesn't feel that way because Archie's shifty-eyed. He keeps looking outside at Dilton, Dilton standing against Doily. the car. Hmm. Uh, Local scoutmaster. Oh, Oh, and because Cheryl did what she was supposed to do, she got the hard drive that has the video of mm-hmm. her dad shooting Jason, and she takes it home, and she's like, Mommy, I got a present for you. Cheryl Blossom, bad at presents. This is a video of Daddy and Jason. Maybe it will bring you peace. What the hell? Why? Why would it? None of these people's brains work good. They're all bad. Then, then the lodges get home, and Smithers is gone. Smithers. There's some young dude there. Who is not Smithers. Who is not Smithers. I think Hiram had Smithers murdered. <laughs> he's in a dumpster out back now. Well, they, they say that he's in Europe taking care of sick family. Yeah, bullshit. Show me the papers. Where's, vi- where's Smithers' visa? They got him deported. That's what that is. So then Jug's at home, and he gets a call from FP, who's like, Freaking out that he went to see Penny mm-hmm. and and questioning if he paid her and like don't contact her again. We do not want to be in bed with a snake charmer. Bum, bum, bum. Shit's bad. You should have paid him, Jughead. At the diner, uh, Alice like is like, good job, Betty. Bunch of drug deals went down. <laughs> and now the serpents are hanging out here and you're just helping all the crime now. <laughs> Archie meets Dilton Doily. On a bridge. At midnight. At midnight. And Dilton gives him a bag with a gun. Dun, dun, dun. 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 And he's like, it's just for my protection. You know, uh, I'm not going crazy. And he's like, sure, Archie. Whatever you say. <laughs> and then we close that the next morning, Archie will be living or waking up to a living nightmare. Because Midge and Moose are in a car. Doing the jingle jangle, which is basically a pixie stick. They're yeah. doing pixie sticks. And they're about to get hot and heavy with the uh um blood flow enhancing properties of jingle mm-hmm. jangle. And then the hood the the black hood mm-hmm. comes up and shoots them both. In their like vintage tail fin ass Cadillac. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and blood splatters all over the car. As one would expect from as gunshots. Season of the Witch Place, <laughs> which I'm like, Sabrina? Huh? Sabrina? Where huh? are you? What's going on? The end. Yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, dear, what did you think? Archie's losing it. Yeah. He's getting stubble. 
He's getting stubble. He's like losing it. Our all-American boy is is rough to the touch. Yeah. You know what I always think whenever I see someone who who is stubbly? There goes someone who is bad at oral sex. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least not as good as they could be. Yeah, I thought you were just going to say, there's someone who's lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, Veronica might start to complain. Does he even grow full facial hair? It didn't look like he he just had like weird. Let's see stubble, if he tries. Stubble you over just, his lip. It like like Hitler. Yes. Hitler spot. <laughs> he has like the Charlie Chaplin Hitler hair spot. Also, my dad. <laughs> well, what he did have. For a mercifully short period of time Thank in God. his life. He was just slowly trying to get rid of his mustache little by little until it was really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. That's why if you're getting rid of your mustache. You do it cold turkey. You don't narrow it until it's gone. You don't ever use the excuse. Hey, dad, from like four years ago, <laughs> four years ago, dad, that was a bad idea. Still. Oh, look, it's like Charlie Chaplin. No, it's no, not. It's not. No, four you never years get ago, to dad. be like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> the other guy always wins. You get to be like Charlie Chaplin in that you are silent now. You are not talking. <laughs> I am talking. <laughs> But back to Riverdale. But back to Riverdale. <laughs> Moose and Midge gone. They're gone. We just freaking met Midge. We ju- I was. I've been waiting for Midge forever because she's the only girl in Riverdale that's not head over heels for Archie. Yeah, and she technically we don't know if they're both dead. It was a lot of blood. Who has faced the Black Hood and lived to tell the tale? Maybe one of them will live. Gonna wake up from a coma in. Uh, Chapter 30. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It could happen. We don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, like they literally introduced her to Killer and Moose. Moose is now gone. Moose, I don't think, had a single line in season two. I think he was he was there with the like the the last episode with the yeah, yeah, yeah. we got your back, yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. It was a group line, but he was there. Still counts. That's what we tell them anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was so ex- I was not expecting them to be the ones to die. No. I was expecting us to get to know Midge as a spunky, sprightly, and apparently dangerous element in Riverdale High. Yeah. And now we know her as a body on a slab. Yep. <laughs> did, a, did some jingle jangle. Well, we, we talked about a little. Do you have more to say about new Reggie? Charles Melton as Reggie Mantle. Oh, it's, it's so different. He's so scummy in He's such so a beautiful sc- way. Sc- One's not better than the other. They're just so different. And this is like a perfect example of like... I have a feeling this one will be better, at least because we get to be with well, him. Well, y- yes. Being But present. I mean like the, the take on the character. That's true. Which yeah. I think it's a really like interesting look at like how how all these characters could have been different played by someone different. That's true. You yeah. know, like just thinking about like... Yeah. What, what if Dylan Sprouse was playing Jughead? Anything could happen. Yes. <laughs> what I think is very interesting about, like, he's totally scummy, but he's so much smarter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He is so aware. Like, he is, he's calling, like, Archie and stuff, people mm-hmm. out on, like, that's dumb. Yeah. You're, you're gonna go after him by tackling him, dude? Come on. Well, with the element of surprise. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they use that. The fact that he is a smart character. I'm still really confused about certain things. There's some continuity stuff with what's going on in the story that has me very like, wait, what? And I don't feel like we've missed this much continuity in a while. 
in between episodes, the snow miser and the heat miser <laughs> got in a fight. Between that, <laughs> the the no one knowing that FP was threatened, and where the hell is Jughead going to school? I'm very confused. I don't think Jughead is going to school. Like, he's just randomly showing up places. He got lost in the shuffle, and he's cool with it. It's just high school. It doesn't matter. You're not going to use that in life. It's it's just very confusing. Uh, and where's Polly? <laughs> what about Alice's bizarre antagonism to her daughter? It seems to come and go, and it came in really strong without a, a clear, like, impetus today. Yeah. As always, everything she said is true, but truth cast in the, the worst possible light. Yes. I mean, I don't think these biker, bikers ordering eggs is really them getting a foothold in, in crime. I, I think we should be more concerned about, yeah, Reggie's passing out drugs to everyone. The start of the season has some, like, kind of odd character choices, which in a way, like, I think it's because of where we were at the end of last season mm-hmm. and, like, where, like, Alice was with, like, Betty. Like, where certain characters were and how they were interacting with stuff and kind of the mood they were in and... Some of them are kind of in a different place right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that was literally like yesterday. <laughs> I know it's been like three, four months. But, but it, was it was also yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a disconnect there, too. All right. All right. So it's a new season of Riverdale. Uh-huh. It's time for a new segment on Sex Archie. Uh-huh. We're still working on the name. We're, we're going to digest the digest. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have in our hands... Uh, the Betty and Veronica Double jo- Digest. Number 210! Yeah! In the, in the Archie Library. Mm-hmm. Here, this is from, like, 2013. Yeah. Because of an app on the back. <laughs> uh, yes, this is from 2013. So, for those that don't know, our uh, Digest mm-hmm. are, are, like, collections of many, many short comics. They're the small books that you... That your local grocery store may well have. Probably. Uh, uh, sitting by checkout. Yeah. Next to, you know, Women's World Magazine and a collection of Sudokus. Yeah. 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 The- these are what I own, like, hundreds of back home from my childhood. <laughs> so every episode we're going to be diving into a digest mm-hmm. and reading uh, a classic Archie strip. Yes. Uh, so today we read Betty and Veronica in Isn't It Romantic? So this starts with uh, Veronica reading a serialized romance story mm-hmm. in a, a magazine called oh, Go Woman. You go, woman. Read that magazine. Yeah. Archie and Betty are like, oh, what's Veronica doing? She, is she studying? This is so weird. Let's make fun of Veronica for reading. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all good friends here. Yeah. Uh, but, but Veronica convinces Betty to try this out, and she devours it. She's all about, uh, mm-hmm. th- this is the third part of four in, in this month's magazine. Yes. And, and suddenly all the girls in school are reading, what is the story called? Destiny's Rapture. <laughs> Everybody loves Destiny's Rapture. Yes. Even Miss Grundy has copies of it in her bag. Destiny's Rapture is my favorite video game DLC. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they all love it. They're all reading it. Miss Grundy ends up bringing, like, copies of the next issue for everyone in her class to read. In advance, because she's got the hookup. Yeah. Um, And then they find out that Destiny's Rapture is going to be continued in Destiny's Rapture, the novel. Whoa. What? And they're so excited. And they're like, I want to meet the author Mm -hmm. whose name is Gigi. And so one of the the local bookstores is going to have a signing with Gigi. Mm -hmm. And and they're all excited. And they're so pumped. And like Veronica's like, I gotta tell him it's Grundy. She goes looking for her. And she does not find Miss Grundy. She finds Mr. Weatherby. Yeah. And while speaking with Mr. Weatherby, she spies the screen of his laptop and sees the in-progress manuscript of Destiny's Rapture, the novel. And she's like, <gasps> Gigi's Mr. Weatherby! No! Oh, no! And apparently this is a this is a horrendous, disgusting idea. Yes. That, first of all, that a man would be writing this powerful story about a woman's perspective. Yes. But Mr. Weatherby in particular. Yes. And everyone's just very shaken up about this. But what we find out is that Miss Grundy is the writer. Because she's Geraldine Grundy. Gigi. she was having Mr. Weatherby read her manuscript to give his opinion. Mm-hmm. And and that... As know, a trusted friend and educator. Yes. And that, you know, no one else besides him knows that it is really her that is the author. But, you know, once, once the book comes out, it will no longer be a secret. Betty and Veronica are like, man, it's creepy that it's the principal, but I gotta know what happens and I still want to get it signed. So let's go. So what is happening with Betty's top in this scene? What is what is this green number? This this is like a... Why does it look like it's half a paper doily? I think it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is a paper doily coming out of her boobs. Uh, so, so they get their copies and they go to get it signed and then they find out it's Miss Grundy. Oh! <gasps> And they're like, what? We're This is so exciting. And we're so glad you're not Mr. Weatherby. Mm-hmm. And Miss Grundy's very confused. Also, I, I love the, the bouncer in the signing line, this incredibly muscular woman. Don't fuck with her. She has a million muscles. Yeah. So then back in, in school, Weatherby's like, we're very proud of Miss Grundy. And, and she's like, oh, but success isn't going to go to my head. I'm still going to teach you guys. But I am going on a break for school break. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, on a European vacation. Now that her, her book profits have made this feasible. Yes. So then she personally emails Veronica while on this trip <laughs> with a picture that she's having a wonderful time and a picture of her... And a Fabio lookalike named Nestor the, in front of the Eiffel Tower. The handsomest of names, Nestor. I've always loved a man named Nestor. Nestor. And Betty's like, I think there's a lot more we could learn from Miss Grundy. <laughs> like how to get a Nestor of our own. Yeah. Yeah. The well, end. If you saw this picture, would you be like, yep, I need to, to get romantic advice from this woman? No, because Nestor's weird. <laughs> Would you say, I have to get some romantic advice from Nestor? No. Because you don't want to date Miss Grundy? Well, Miss Grundy, I'm sure, is a very nice person. So close-minded. Uh, but anyway, the, the script and pencils by Dan Parent on that one, who we met. Yeah. This spring in C2E2. Yeah. Uh, and is currently writing Your Pal Archie, a, a classic style Archie book coming out monthly. Yeah. I guess the the point of we yeah. thought of doing How this do you... was like to to bring 
more, I guess, like classic Archie stories. That perspective. This perspective. Because we've talked about most of the characters now. Now we have a new way of bringing Mm -hmm. the page to you. Yeah, I mean, we we could have done a page to screen on Midge, but I feel like we kind of covered it in when we were just talking about episode impressions. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to matter. She's dead. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> like, I mean, if she suddenly comes back to life, maybe. Maybe. How how do you think this compares to to Riverdale seeing them side by side, com- consuming both of these stories the same evening? You know, I could see, like, Betty and Veronica getting wrapped up in some type of, like, story mm-hmm. in Riverdale. I, I could see that happening. I could not see them having this type of relationship with a Miss Grundy character. <laughs> if yeah. there was one that still existed. Yeah. Um, but I could see them, like, using something like this where they're wrapped up in this story and then they, like, go to meet it. And then it turns into, like, someone is not what they seem and crime and yeah, yeah. passion and blah 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 yeah, in, in comparison this mystery is so stakesless yes like they, the, they would up it up the the big twist is that they think it is one faculty member but it turns out it is another <gasps> whoa, whoa. <laughs> so if it was riverdale mm-hmm. it would be like there'd be three red herrings there'd be two dead bodies yep there'd be some sexual assault or like harassment Come on to one of them, and the other one have to like punch them. Yeah, and breaking a news story. Yeah, about yeah. how this person's a jerk <laughs> and lies about who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you really trust an author who doesn't use their real name? That's what the episode would all be about. <laughs> and the, the the last and it would be tied in some not. Well, can I really trust you, Jughead? You don't use your real name. And the, the the end bit with Nestor would just be a, a deleted scene on the DVD because the show would have moved on to something else by now. Yes, yes. <laughs> we Maybe should... we find out Nestor murdered Miss Grundy. So with that done, I think it's time to talk about predictions. Oh, man, oh man. I predict. Uh huh. I predict that. Alice's iPhone pictures will be evidence that yes. will tie Reggie to the murder as the last person known to have seen Moose and Midge alive. Ah, yeah. Yep. I'm going to start with the obvious one. I'm going to say it's somehow going to tie Reggie to the serpents as well, because she took a picture of the serpents, and they're going to try to also blame it on the serpents. Well, yeah. And That's like saying the sun's going to come up. Well, they're yeah. going to blame it on the serpent. Hiram's going to fuck over Pops and, like... Do some asshole move and like try to close, actually close it in a while. Is he going to try to turn it into some sort of like or like ultra modern free range gastropub deconstructed burger bullshit? That or he's going to become a mob boss through there and like <laughs> Pop's going to be like traumatized by having to do like dirty work. The angel of capitalism came to Riverdale that day. Jughead is super fucked about his. Oh, his, his lawyer deal. His lawyer deal. That was just bad. Archie is going to get into drugs, and now he has a gun, so nothing good is going to come from this. I think he's going to accidentally shoot someone. Like, because he's going to think it's the hood, and he's going to, like, be tripping oh, out on God, drugs. he's going to shoot somebody. And he's going to, like, shoot it. Like, he's going to shoot Jughead. One of his flashes. Jughead's going to, like, come in, and yeah, he's going to, like, yeah. flash the hood on him, and he's going to shoot him. Yep, yep, that's happening. That's and happening. he's going to be, like, tripping out on drugs at the same time, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a big mess. The roof of Thistle House will collapse on Mother Blossom, and she will need a new raft of bandages. 
I think there's going to be some crazy voodoo going on in that house, and they're going to be, like, <laughs> making some potions with all those plants that are growing everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's some deadly nightshade in those vines. Yeah. Yeah. Dilton Doily uh, invented the formula for Jingle Jangle. <laughs> yeah. He's Walter Whiting all this, because he's the smart boy. Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't know why he... He laces it with Viagra. I do not know. <laughs> Maybe just to sell better. That's, well, no. So he makes the normal, like the regular thing, and then Reggie like oh, Reggie adds cuts that it to in. like make it his own. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, big dick." <laughs> so he's the he's the Jesse of the yeah, situation. Yeah. I can't wait for later in the season when Archie throws the the jug of maple syrup and it lands on the roof perfectly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apparently, like. That that house that they threw the pizza on mm-hmm. thing, like, apparently people, like, do that all the time. All the time. And this, that family that owns that house is, like, taking legal action against people for throwing pizza on their own. Wouldn't you? Yes. I get a point, you have to. That show hasn't been on for years. <laughs> I know. We've all moved on to harassing McDonald's workers because of limited runs of sauce. Come on, get with the program. <sighs> Valerie does not have a stomach virus. She is in uh, uh, detox. Detox? For Jingle Jangle. For Jingle Jangle. Because everyone is on the Jingle Jangle. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where uh, Papa Cooper is <laughs> as well. Let it just be known. If an, uh, if there's any character that does not appear in any given episode. They're on the Jingle Jangle. They spent that day overdosing on pixie sticks and boner pills. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So I guess it's time to talk about what we do know about next week's episode. Oh, why are these trailers so fast? The next episode is called The Watcher in the Woods. That is a Disney-produced horror film hey. about an alien haunting the English woods for 30 years after a botched seance switched it with a young woman named Karen. A seance switched an alien with a woman? It's like a an other dimensional being. Okay. It's, it's not like a flesh and blood ET. Alien. Okay, I was gonna say that's that's weird. It is weird. That's... It's it's all weird. <laughs> it's all very weird. Huh. But that's where the title came from. Yeah. Again, th- this week's episode had nothing to do with Sylvester Stallone. No. It did have a few people in a diner at night. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that trailer was super fast. It was. Uh, we know Archie has the gun. There is definitely more shots of Archie with a gun. We know the hood uh, communicates, uh, has some sort of manifesto, maybe written. It seems to be being recited in voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Jughead is maybe getting stalked by someone who likes to turn off light- lights in hallways. <laughs> no, no, they're just very energy conscious. Oh. They're trying to save the world here. Come on. him. Yeah. And that Archie will meet Hiram. Yeah, and Hiram knows about their late night rendezvous. These snippets of Hood Manifesto do make me feel more confident in my unhinged vigilante It's Sheriff Keller. Yeah. It's totally Sheriff Keller. All right, all right. I'm still sticking to that. It says nothing against that. Yeah. (laughs) I like, I'm going with... I I love that we have two separate theories that were they to overlap. I'd be so happy. It'd be perfect. And that's what we call a strong marriage. Yeah. We support each other on the important things. The important things. 
Like, who's murdering everyone in Riverdale? <laughs> uh, before we head out, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to a friend of the show, Mark Soloff, mm-hmm. who has written a book called The Silent Scream of Melania Trump. It is a horror novel about uh, a bizarre and frightening version of feudal Japan <laughs> that follows the adventures of one Melania Trump. It's a book that only Mark could write, but it's up for pre-order right now on Inkshares.com as part of a uh, horror contest. The, the top three books in uh, pre-orders will get actually like published and promoted, and uh, Mark definitely deserves that. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, while you're at it, you should tell a friend about our cool show. Yeah, you should support us too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Give us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Remember, you can watch Riverdale and listen to us, or you can have never seen Riverdale and listen to us. It's okay. It's okay. It's up to you. It's up to you. Follow your heart. Yeah. And I would like to thank everybody who uh, tweets at us. We're sex underscore Archie on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and feel free to follow. We, we, we got some jokes. Yeah. Got some, some reactions to whenever news comes out. Yeah. Like we mentioned last week, we do not live tweet episodes, but sometimes we put up pictures of our dog, and she's very cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we just don't got enough thumbs. Not enough thumbs. Not enough thumbs. So yeah, uh, thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for those ratings and reviews. They're mm-hmm. all very appreciated. And yep, Silent Scream of Melania Trump. That contest is ending soon. You do not want to miss it. So I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Death Diner. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, honey. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?